Hi, this has been Liam Wilson, and you've been listening and watching to The Escapade Show, episode number 14. We are here, we're back for another episode of The Escapade Show, and we are joined by Liam Wilson from England, who is up in the studio for two days uh, to work on some music and film this podcast. Welcome, Liam. Hi guys, how are you doing? You alright? Yes, all good. Very it's a uh, well. total pleasure to have you on. Uh, it's been a long time coming actually, mm-hmm. us two getting together in some sort of way. <laughs> not uh, that way. Uh, not in that way, <laughs> not in that way. But maybe in that way. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Whoa! <laughs> but uh, yeah, musically, we've we've been aware of each other for, for years now, um, both involved in the, in the dance music scene in the UK and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been working on some excellent music upstairs. So, you know, really, really excellent. It. I've had a taste of hearing what you guys have been brewing yeah. up, and it is it's special. And it's the exact kind of track that we spoke about yesterday you guys yeah, wanted no. to start. And I think you've achieved that already in a small sp- amount of time. Now, the first way we've managed to collaborate with you is we had you on the live stream. That's correct. Not too long ago. Yeah. Not too long so ago. Few, that was like a month ago, I think. Yeah, yes. A month ago. How did you find that went? Did you enjoy oh, it? Was it was great, yeah, it was a good laugh. Uh, obviously, I come up with Louise and uh, we had a good uh, good few drinks and stuff, good mix. <laughs> yeah. it, was, uh, it, was yes. good, it was a good laugh, good to get to know you guys as well. That's when me and Stephen first discussed like the, uh, the idea of coming up mm-hmm. and working on some music together. So uh, it, was, it was good to <clears throat> get to know everybody and the team here that uh, escapade and mm-hmm. um, then obviously put the br- groundwork in so to come up with the ideas when before we came up and uh, did the collaboration yeah that's mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, the ideas were, were certainly laid uh, on the live stream the, th- the good thing about the live streams is like <clears throat> there's such a combination of musical people yes there and we just knew straight away i've always kind of known though when we got together and started working that it would kind of flow i said that yesterday mm-hmm. um and you know the best studio sessions are the ones that really didn't try it just yeah, all it just, just flows together just you know and every 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 sort of element just came you know and there yeah, wasn't was really forcing anything a lot of the stuff know? as well like it, like you said before when we when we knew we was going to work in a studio together because obviously like I, i've been aware of your style and stuff that you've done in the past so i knew like we would come up with something uh, pretty unique and i think yesterday <coughs> and today has proved that anyway because we a lot of the stuff was act, uh, uh, like coming out by accident and yeah. stuff like that and it worked and uh just the, the tracks just flowed together which is Great, really. No, it's, no, lot, it's, it's a lot good. better when you don't have to force it. No, I know. And we actually, towards the end of the session, they were like, should we try a melody in there? And we tried it in. And it wasn't really working, but you could have went down the rabbit hole with that and ended up pissed yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Just keep go- going with that. That's what I say sometimes to producers, like when they ask me advice and stuff, and they'll say like, oh, when I'll get writer's block and stuff and the ideas aren't working out. Yep. And I say to them, sometimes you can, you can be over trying to overproduce something, you know, trying to fit something into a track that's just never going to work. Mm-hmm. So if you're working with an idea and it's just not fit, if the rest of the production's been flowing yeah. and you try something and it's not, nine times out of ten, you just need to no, of course. bin that, it off. That's huge advice. It's like you only really get to that level, though, after you've worked like, ten years in the yeah. studio because, I, you know, there's been so many times where I would not have that awareness mm-hmm. and I would just keep trying and then before you know it, you fall out of love with the track and... You know, yeah. have known when to cut things and go. No, no, not it's not working. Let's move on. I think that's a that's a real skill. It's part of like mastery of the, the craft. Do you know, it's what I mean? funny that you're saying that because I was I was going to launch in with that because it is. I think it, it it takes so much refinement over the years to really realise that less is more. Yeah. Uh, and I think most people don't think that they think, well, I need to process that. I need to fling an effect on here. I need to add in about ten layers. When some of the times, you know, the reason why it's probably sounding so muddy is because you're doing that. You're just flinging yeah. too much in. 
there's so many over like a lot of the productions as well i find these days there's so many overproduced tracks mm -hmm. like you, you find that there's adding layer after layer and it just sounds like a brick wall of sound and it's like there's no there's no actual elements of the tracks working and breathing together do you know what i mean like when i produce music i want stuff little different elements to breathe together mm -hmm. and like where they feel like it's they're all working together in the track like as a harmony not mm -hmm. not just like you're throwing one sound in to fill that space because it, it's off, like there's sometimes the, the sound doesn't even need to be there. That's that. Just got to work with what you've got. If you've got a good idea and a good concept, work with them ideas, like just EQ, add bits of saturation and like bits of processing to them sounds to get the best out of them, yeah. not just fill the track with loads of unnecessary sounds. Yeah, that's that, because the minute you bring in another sound from another synth, it's immediately alien yeah. to the musical concepts you've got there already. So like for us there, we were trying to add in a melody and the initial idea was great. And we could have went, no, no, it's just the wrong sound. Yeah. And tried to continually add. Whereas what we've done is we just stripped it away. And actually we had everything we needed there anyway. Well, you deleted the full thing. I see you just do goes, it. Uh, highlight, yeah. gone. <coughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, no, actually the yeah, space Yeah, just let there, it breathe it, again. And it, and it was like the, the, the energy all come back into the track. Because just letting the track breathe rather than trying to force that melody over the mm -hmm. top. And it doesn't really need it. We had a nice vocal going in there, a little yeah. hook. Yeah. And, that, and once you let the breakdown drop, that's where everyone in the club on, is the dance floor is going to just be like, like waiting for that Absolutely. big suspense anyway. No, totally. And the thing, um, you know, we've been buzzing off the track. It's not something typically that you would hear from no, us. Definitely but not. But still ticks the box. It's melodic. <laughs> it's driving. It's techy. Yeah, it's got a nice groove. It's nice, man. And, and that's that. And I'm just, I'm thriving off of this sound at the moment, you mm -hmm. know. Um, we're listening to a track that it's in the charts just now. Um, and it's just got a real, yeah, real it's like maybe one, two, six BPM, but it's, yeah. it drops it's got a real trancey sort of drops vibe a proper it, yeah. trance vibe, but it's modernised, it's got a big garage, kind of suction hoover yeah. bass, and it's got a cracking vocal on it, and I'm really enjoying where music's going there. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm all for that vibe as well. I feel like uh, a lot of different genres of music are crossing boundaries right now, like a lot of the techno is like mm -hmm. melodic, it's getting that melodic elements back to it, so, sounding more like what trance used to sound like when, when it first come out, do you know mm. what I mean? It's like, it's got that sort of melodic stuff, but it's just still built on the percussion and mm -hmm. the groove rather Absolutely. than sticking five million bass lines in and just <laughs> triple MIDI files after the kick, do you know what I mean? It's, just, it's going back to that finding the solid foundations I'm mm -hmm. building before you start building a track and then just get a nice little melody over the top. And it's it's, take, it's putting the fun back in. I, I was quite disillusioned there for a while like because you feel like you're put into a certain way you have to do things, you know, a certain sample pack or a certain this or a certain that, or if you want to produce a certain style, you've got to do this a certain way. But, you know, as you say, having just one layer of something like a baseline moving and then getting a nice patch of that sound you like. There's literally two channels there. Yeah. Your whole vibe for the whole track can be done in two channels with t with two rich sounds, as exactly. opposed to thinking five million bass lines yeah. or you know, whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's the like, right processing as well. You can make you can make one bass line. Like most Cytrans is pretty much one bass line and it's just processed the right way, mm -hmm. find the right balance with a kick, and it'll sound beefier than any ten like 10 mid bass lines you try and add mm -hmm. over the top because you're giving that space for it to breathe mm -hmm. and it's as long as you're filling all the the frequency ranges you need to the, the need to fill you're going to get that punch through anyway with the right processing yeah. you don't need to keep adding loads and loads of bass lines yeah for sure you the, 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 this is the, the the perfect podcast for producers out there man <laughs> like well, hey, that, that's what the this is what it's all that, about that is what the, the escapade show is all about it's about bringing people in with their um, own skill set with their own artistic skill set yes. it doesn't need to be music producers it's like you know authors we've had comedians on absolutely but they're bringing what i mean what they're they get, good they, at. we're lucky enough to interview guys that have sat 
on their own. Yeah. Push through all of these barriers that everyone is currently yeah. going through. And we've got them sitting there telling us how they've got through it's it. Great. Do you know what I mean? It's great. I mean, one of the things I know certainly, um, so Liam, he actually, you you run your own studio uh, down south. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's how I knew, found out about you. Yeah. Um, you know, through the stuff that you were doing there. And we've obviously connected sort of a few yeah. years ago through social media, always kind of liking and, you know, sort yeah, of trying, to, yeah, stuff, yeah, trying yeah. to kind of push each other. Um, so it was it was an absolute pleasure to obviously meet you for the the, the live stream. We all had a cracking night. Yeah, I mean, the definitely. positive vibes were were flowing. Yeah. Um, and obviously having you back now for round two to get a bit of work done is uh, is certainly cool. So how have things been called the studio? And that's a perfect wee time to plug your studio as well because we're all about collaborating. Yeah, yeah, mate, so. Well, the the thing is with me now, I've, I, I, when I first uh, got my studio, like because I I've been trying to do this like go full-time music for since I was like 15 years old, you know what I mean? I never, I've always done DJing, I've never really done anything else with as much passion behind it. So mm -hmm. it's like, it, although I've had different jobs and stuff, I always pushed to do that. And then when I got with uh, my girlfriend Louise, uh, she was the one who like pushed me and said like, you could make a full-time job out of this. But obviously, you know, it's not as easy as just, right, I want to make a full-time job out of it. So there you go, go and do it. It takes yeah. a lot of, uh, mm -hmm. lot so of time and effort. That's a similar story to me. It's trying to make music because, you know, uh, gigs only come because the amount of DJs that are out there, don't they? It's mm -hmm. like DJing just became so accessible. So you had to, mm -hmm. you had like, to be able to make produce. music. Do you know what I mean? And that's obviously a very similar story to, to myself, yeah. actually. Like making music gave you that skill set. Yeah. And then it allowed you to expand well, on that, the show. Stand out. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, so yeah. then once I'd learned how to make music, then I start. it was like when I was looking into getting a studio. So I worked from home for like, uh, it was like two, two, three years when I left work. And then I thought I was getting, you know, when you're at home, you have distractions. Yeah. And like you, yeah, you yeah. sometimes you'll end up, you're having to do, you'll start cleaning the kitchen or you start doing other you'll jobs. You'll procrastinate. Yeah. So then I, uh, I thought I need to get another studio. And then I was engineering for people, but like now I've cut back on engineering. You know, I'm not a... Uh, I'm not like engineering for people as much. I was concentrating on my own stuff mm -hmm. and uh, I just got my regulars and things now and I've been mainly concentrating on the label. So concentrating on getting my own stuff done and, and uh, trying to really, because this year I spent so much time uh, producing for other people, like now I wanted to start pushing for myself and doing my own stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think I've just cut back down really on engineering and just focusing now. I spent like coming up and doing collaborations yeah, yeah. with people like yourself and yeah. spending time on doing things that are going to, progress more for the the my label and for yeah. me you personally as, person, as an artist yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because you could spend a lot of time doing uh, engineering stuff but you'll find yourself you like start plateauing it's a key point but it's like um you know a lot of people will be watching this and they'll be like you know i've got a creative skill and i'd love to work full time but you hit the nail on the head there you're like you can't just go full time no uh you've got to have various safety nets yeah you know, so one of them is an engineering thing. Another is like a part-time job, running alongside your thing, uh, gigs as well. But you've got to be super creative and conscious if you want to move into doing this full-time. And you, you were talking about that earlier, you know, you've, where you've had clients in the past that they come in, they learn how to make a 138 trance, and they go, oh, well, so I've made it. I'm going to go full-time. But they've not really tried any other genre. Or what if they get a client that says, I, I want to make house music? And you're like, well... Yeah, you can't really learn. do that. You need mm -hmm. to be constantly learning yeah. each genre. Always upgrading. Always upgrading your equipment. Always upgrading your mind up there. Yeah, constantly, yeah. You know, constantly, yeah, constantly pushing it. You know, 
if you're an artist and you want to work in the music industry, you probably find that, you know, we had Miller on there mm-hmm. uh, last podcast, and he's a, one of the most successful Scottish rappers, but he's still working full time. Working two yeah. jobs and all that. So he's working two, three jobs. Yeah. You know, so it shows you, like, you know, you do the music for the fun of it, and, and, and you do, uh, you know, the side thing to fund it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, this is the thing, though. It is a bit innovating because that's what we've had to do. Like, uh, we, we, you keep, keep them you off know, if you want, doesn't matter. You know, it yeah. certainly couldn't be um, full time, especially me because I don't actually make music. So I've really had to define my own role within Escapade in terms of what we're yeah. doing. Um, and that's why we've had to diversify what we do because if it was full time music, it's such a difficult thing. And I think people just think that your full time music. You, oh, you, you know, you must be Calvin Harris. My tracks will make the, make the money. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, somebody said that to me the other day there. Um, they were kind of like, oh, I'm hoping to learn music production over the next year and then, you know, hopefully start getting some stuff out there, start making some money from it. And I was like, well, good luck yeah. to your brother. Uh, if, it's, um, if it's only that easy, that's uh, that'd be, yeah. be a dream world. But the thing is, you've got to find, you've got to adapt yourself to as many different things as you can like like totally. people think that you're just if you're especially in the industry if you're in the trance industry as well people think you could just leave work start, carry on DJing at a few clubs and release one track a month is going to you're going to be it's going to be substantial enough yeah. to, for a living but that it doesn't work like that because and let, that's why you need to engineer for people sometimes as well because yeah. mm-hmm. that's uh, it's a it's a fast way of income and it and it keeps you ticking through the week to allow you the time to make your own music. Yeah, unless there's just a humongous gap between the top DJs yeah. and everyone else. So, there's you know, you've got 25 grand a show, guys, and up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's them. Mm-hmm. And then you've got kind of, I suppose you've got the 10 grand people, yeah, the fives, the, the tech the guys. Quids. Yeah. And then the 300 quid. And then the 300 quid a gig. A gig. Uh, if you get it, yeah. So maybe three hundred quid a gig for the smaller guys every two months. Yeah, that's not enough. That's it's not, not enough. Pay. The thing is, as well, when you're actually talking about engineering, you're not actually just doing like engineering for 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 fun. You are really <coughs> engineering for people at a high level. Yeah, who are being really successful in terms off the back of the work you're putting in, which is what the service is all about. Uh, well, th- well, that's the case as well. Sometimes you're engineering for people who are just trying to get on the circuit and they and they don't have the knowledge to to uh, mm-hmm. to make music so you're engineering for them so that they can get on the circuit and then on the other hand you uh, you, you I engineer for like people who are already on the circuit and they just don't have the time to do any studio work because they're DJing all the time they have no interest in mm-hmm. doing music. any studio they don't, they don't need to because they, and people see it as like oh well that's a bad thing that's but that's their prerogative they don't want to make tunes they want a DJ, so who are we to judge to say you have to go and learn how to produce? Because just if they don't want to learn how to produce, they don't have to. And they may be a great DJ. And, that's and, what I mean. There's loads of people who can produce, but they can't DJ for Toffee. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. That's it. And the thing is, at the start of all of this, there were two separate, completely entirely yeah, separate, separate crafts. Entities. Because see, you make music in the nineties, like you know, I speak to Lange and Paul Keenan and Malorkali, and um, <coughs> you know the guys at the start. You needed ten plus grand to yeah, get to get a studio to get like a sampler or mm-hmm. um, I know a, a drum machine carrying or, hardware. Was you know, you? it was it was a serious yeah. business. So you weren't like into DJing as well. You were a geek and you were yeah. into music. And you spent ninety percent of your time in a in a, a studio. dark room, but, like, <laughs> trying, trying to get the timings right while it was mean, running away from you. Know? Yeah, that's what I mean. You, you couldn't just did it. There was no just open up a a, a MacBook and then you bang on you go with Ableton or Cubase and just you can make a track. You had to have. 
drum machines, samplers, like computers, mixing mm -hmm. desks, and then uh, and there was always stuff going wrong with these things. So you're having uh, to yeah. get fixed. You, you and then uh, most of the DJs that were out at that time. They were out every weekend off the chops, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like they, they, they weren't in the studio working seven days a week figuring no, all this stuff out. They, they weren't at all, and it, it's, it almost requires two different lifetimes to master two different crafts. But mm -hmm. nowadays, you're expected to do both, and yeah. if you can't do both, you're a sellout or a failure, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, so, it's also a, promoting yourself yeah, as well. You're be a, so you're adding a third wheel into yeah, that. You're going to be equation. a photographer, videographer, video editor, producer, mm -hmm. blogger, graphic designer. A graphic designer. And it's a, mental and, and a DJ as well. If and if you're DJing shit, that's it. You should them all. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But you know, with technology, this is why technology has allowed you to be all of those those things in your MacBook. Well, this is yeah. Photoshop, eight pound a month, uh, Adobe Suite, yeah, um, Premiere Pro. That's in there as well for yeah, your you've video got everything, editing. Lightroom, you've got everything's in there. And you're like the amount of software that's that probably cost hundreds of thousands of pounds back then. Full studios, all just in in this monthly yeah. manageable fees now. That's how they hook you as well. Yeah, well, everything you can yeah. even get portals and stuff a month. In fact, next thing you're paying two hundred and fifty quid a month just on all your stuff that you need to keep doing your career. I know. I but know. the thing is, if if you do it properly, like if, if you do if you do all these things properly, and you can, and if you really want to be a DJ or an artist or a producer, and you want to be recognised, you, you find the time to do it, and you mm -hmm. do it, and you and you work till three four o'clock in the morning until mm -hmm. you can get to a certain level yeah. and then eventually all these tools that you've got to your hand they're they're, they're in your arsenal they're in your hand. yeah you've got them there to do all the job that you need to do see essentially what, what it is is the people at the top of the game they've worked it out somehow so it's like there's no point in complaining about it it's like that's what I mean. no it's they, manageable they, you can they do have worked so, at 3 in the morning to do it, you know every I mean? single day mm -hmm. yeah. you know, exactly. we've done that when we were setting this up we were in here 100%. constantly because you had no money and you had no choice. All that's we had was drive and a, and a dream and a vision of doing stuff. Mean. I mean, we were in here, what, I mean, pretty much nine to one every day, weren't yeah. we? Every like, day. We that's were wrapping up one, two in the morning every night. So and what's then that? That's like 16 hours. Something like that. But that's what you've got to do. You've it's like, to. It's like I, I, worked, I worked two jobs uh, for like seven years or something. What were the row. jobs? What were you doing? I, I worked, I've done everything from working on the drives, like doing patterning printed concrete, work, packing up boxes, like car phone warehouse uh, flyers. Um, I've worked in a desk factory. Uh, I've worked as a bricklayer, plasterboarder. I've worked in a, a PVC, uh, mm -hmm. what they call conservatory place where they mm -hmm. built them all. And I did all these jobs. I got sacked from most of them because I just wasn't interested. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, was, I wasn't turning in on Mondays because I was out DJing on weekends. So yeah. I weren't going in Mondays. Yeah. But the thing is then, I always worked and did jobs I didn't want to do because I knew when I finished work at five, I'd go home and I'd work till, I'd work till three, four o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. learning how to produce mm -hmm. and just practicing mixes because that's what I wanted to do. It's a very intimidating time back then. See when the progress <coughs> is slow. And yeah. like, it's like, it's so easy to go the other way than stay at it. To leave like, it. It's yeah. so easy at it. I just remember that time where, you know, the progress is just like millimetres at a time, you know, and you're beating yourself up and well, stuff like that. You, you never know, think it's... you're going to make it at some points, but the thing is then you'll have, you, when it, you could go weeks where you feel like this is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like trying to learn how to produce is the hardest thing that I've ever had to do because mm -hmm. I had no interest in it when I mm -hmm. first started. I just wanted to DJ. I, that's all I'd ever done. Mm -hmm. And I, I had no interest in learning how to produce, but I knew I had to do it. Right, okay. And That's then, an interesting way of looking at it. And, and, and I, I did it, and I forced my way to do it, and then now I have a love for producing, but mm. I only do it because I want to DJ at places, yeah. but it's like, it was the hardest thing to do ever, but when you have to do it, yeah, totally. you just, if, if, when you have your down days and you feel like you're not getting anywhere, and you get negative feedback from, like, you'll send a tune somewhere, and they'll just say, this is 
crap. Yeah. And you'd be like thinking, oh my God, it's never going to happen. But then that little bit, them little bits of drive that you keep getting back of it, you just keep yeah. doing it. You do, you do, you get glimmers, you do. Like, I mean, it happens all the time in this game, you know, where it is. It's like yeah. you, you could easily be... It's like a roller coaster. Yes, on the road to Constantly giving up. Constantly down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get that massive, <laughs> you get high, massive high. Massive high. You get a big gig and you're like, both peaking. And yeah. then bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang, slap, <laughs> Monday morning, 9am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're still up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So see, one thing that's uh, really obvious interesting about you in terms of, like, so there we go, you've worked loads of jobs, you've had to diversify and you've forced yourself into learning, which has now made you be sustainably an yeah, artist. No, no, that's my full-time you, you, job. You've also, uh, I've seen you've done some stuff for like outside of the music industry, you've done stuff for like film and TV yeah, and yeah, stuff I've like done, that. I've Can you tell us a wee bit about that? Yeah, well, I've done, I've done this, there's a quite, when I went to university, when I did sound engineering, like I did that whilst I was working as well, like, uh, part time and, and, and that was just to learn more about the engineering side mm -hmm. of stuff and the sound design but uh, that opened doors for like a, to a lot of different types of the industry I never thought was there like mm -hmm. the, the, a lot of sync work and there's loads of places out there that like you think little um, adverts on the internet for like uh, cookery things or anything the only little clips of mm -hmm. music royalty so, free yeah well so I entered a few things like that and you can you could just I, I did one thing for a film and it got it was on for like fifteen seconds, and I think it got paid like five hundred pounds for that. Just just fifteen seconds of a music clip, mm -hmm. and that was like with Warner Brothers. But yeah, there's, seen that. There's loads of stuff like that. Mm. It's good. Again, it's a uh, it's that other uh, financial it's sort of income stream in order to support an, an artist career, isn't it? It's, it's using the skill set. It's good work. Yeah, it is. It's, it's good. It's good. It makes, you, it makes you like versatile to different types of things. Like. Totally. And you might be working on like, some sort of soundscape for an advert, advertising luxury boats. But like, uh, you know, you put in some sort of string thing. Well, that's all they want. Th they want some. It, they'll they'll give you like a description of like, yeah. uh, like the sync place will say like they're looking for a piece of music that's quite suspenseful, and then they'll put like an example of a track that they like and then you just what a I reference do, track I just like reverse engineer that track and mm. then send it in and you don't get every job obviously but you know, like you, I've, I've got quite a few jobs off it and it's just if it, the things if, you, if you've had days whilst you're working full time music if you have days where you've not got people in the studio mm -hmm. spend a day doing something else don't just sit around playing Xbox or anything yeah. you know what I mean do, do, do some other music and like I'm doing a big thing for a well-known brand at the minute and doing all the concept for them and that's like it's completely different it's not like dance it's not like doing writing a trans track or anything but coming up with a concept for their mm -hmm. brand and i've mm -hmm. done i've done that that's going ahead this year and that that just that, that things like that will keep you ticking over whilst you're working on your own music mm. no definitely Very cool. that's a great point for anyone watching you know if you want a certain thing you've got to definitely diversify and be creative with it uh, certainly reading a lot as well helps you as well you know <laughs> reading, reading about di different things as well you know listening to audio books there's, have you ever there's a website I, I actually spoke about this on my Instagram before there's a, a site called Audible mm -hmm. I think it's through Amazon mm -hmm. and they're like audio books but if you're not really into reading books they just like read them out to you but you can buy a book a month and like whilst you're in your car just put mm -hmm. your headphones in mm -hmm. and like read on stuff like marketing you know uh -huh. marketing yourself online and yeah like business stuff and things like that, music stuff, anything. There's, like reading stuff, finding information out, opens up loads of like opportunities as well. No, definitely. Audible's, Audible's one. I had one as well. What was it again? Um, <coughs> what was the name of that? You you were using that Blink? Blink Blinkist. Blinkist. Uh, and it's like Audible but, Audible, but it doesn't take the full book. 
Yeah. So it's like you're kind of the best parts cutting the corners. Yeah. So you're getting the book, but maybe the twelve main points read to you. Yeah. As opposed to the whole That's thing. Cool. So it's quite cool. I was using that. Learned so much from it. You learn differently from reading as well as listening. Though you're almost in a different kind of. Yeah, sensory sort of perception of it, it because you're listening as opposed to reading well, it off that, a page. Well, that's what I like about listening to the audiobooks because when you're in your car, it feels like someone's just with you driving. I'm like, ah, yeah, 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 totally. totally. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like inspired. There's no, there's no one there. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, good. They, yeah. they do though. That's one thing that I mean, if you watch any of these big interviews with like uh, big entrepreneurs or or people are doing it, you know, like the, it is always comes down to read more. Yeah, you know, because the average person reads a book in a year. Uh, and then your top CEO reads over 50 books a year. Yeah. So that's like a book a week. Now, it doesn't mean you have to read a book a week. No, but it shows. But shows, it shows. You, shows you the level of output that you nearly need well, to be putting into reading. Anything, I think even watching documentaries, anything, reading, what, what, learning, learning, it's just constantly, I, f- I find that if you're looking into the industry you want to be part of or anything that can help uh, help you in the industry that you're doing. Learn you constantly it. be learning. If you just once you stop doing uh, what you're doing, like if you if you want to be a music producer or an artist, when you stop doing it, say you have a break off music, if you just spend most of your time just sat playing Xbox or yeah. go and play FIFA, you, I find that you're not really going to be pushing yourself. If you really want to get there, anyway, if you've already got there, mm-hmm. and then you, you want to have a bit of free time. But I feel like whilst you're still getting there, to me, what I've always done is I've just when I've not been making music. I've been learning about it, reading about it, mm-hmm. wanting to find out everything about it because I'm obsessed with it. Do you that, know what no, I mean? that's, that's a key point, you know, because there's someone else out there doing it when you're not. Yeah. That's the way I look at that as well, you know. Just learning in general about the the industry you want to be a part of, like basically like, knowing about, I think it's massively important to know about the history, uh, anything that's going on around you in the, in the industry mm. at that time, future stuff that might be happening, mm-hmm. uh, future technologies, anything, just constantly keeping yourself fresh and what is going on in the scene. It's like, I think if you, if you know what's going on around you and what's happened before, yeah. you, 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 you've got a massive advantage over... Massive. Um, you were saying something again, it just triggered there, um, that was so interesting, and it was regarding, like, um, you know, not copying people. Mm-hmm. Now, there's one thing using a track as a reference when you're learning. Massively important, right? But what you were saying there, if you're looking at a track that says it's in the charts and you're like, I want to make a track like that, or they go to somebody like you and they yeah. say, make me a track like that, and your rebuttal was, well, you're already six months behind yeah, what's that, current. Well, that's the thing. A lot of, a lot of times, like, uh, you'll find when you're engineering as well, some people, they want... They'll come and they'll say, like, I want, I want to make something, like, or if they want to learn, I want to learn how to make something that sounds exactly like this, or mm-hmm. I want to make that style. But the thing is, record labels and stuff, they've already signed that track the, the, the six months ago, maybe even 12 months ago. They're not looking for that anymore. They're looking for new, fresh stuff. That's what having record labels about. Like, they want mm-hmm. fresh stuff that yeah. sounds unique. So I, I, my advice is always to, well, you like that, but how do you think you can better that? Do you know what I mean? What could you add to that track yeah. mm-hmm. to make your own? Yep. Absolutely. Make it make it slightly different. So it's good to take uh, inspiration and stuff from tracks, but try and try and just give it your own little twist. Of course, and not out and out copy it. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're A and B in things like you know solo, non-solo, solo, non-solo, <coughs> and you're just listening back and forward trying to emulate something else, you're you're in the past. Yeah, you're 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 already six months behind anybody. Of course, and uh, you said as well, you know, the label isn't going to sign a track they've already signed. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you know, and that's it. So it's about it's interesting that taking it, taking influence. 
from the past, say the nineties, yeah, two thousands. Find whatever. something that's re- that's really old, not that's just six months old, and then and feel how you can bring that back. Like like we were yeah. saying earlier about the the stuff that's happening with techno and stuff. Now it's sounding so like uh, fresh, fresh, and it's yeah. got like melodic elements to it, which was like what trance was like years ago. It's like try and bring something like that back. Like if you like if you like an art that's in a certain mm-hmm. track, yeah. then find out what synth that art was made on. Yeah. And then try and recreate that yourself. Need to redo something, you know. And um the thing is with music is most of it's been done. Yeah. But music's done completed. But, it's game over but, now. But, but, it, but but that's that but nobody remembers. Yeah. Like yep. older yep. tracks. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, although they say that those chords have been done, right? Yes. But you can redo it in a way that's still so, so fresh. Nobody's yeah, going to remember where you plucked it from, what dance anthem CD 2002 yeah. you've taken a chord structure from. Mm-hmm. I think I mean? a good example of a one that they've actually like beyond sampled was the one dance that Drake done. And yeah. that's actually that whole track, the bass line, everything in it is from like a garage tune from yeah. like 2008. And it's basically mm. the exact same tune, and he's just rapped over it. Yeah, they've done it with that DJ Khaled tune with the new Rihanna one, aren't they? That's an old, is it Santino tune or something? Oh, I can't remember the name, but it's... Yeah, yeah, the, it's, the it's, it's, um It's the exact it's the same do, tune. Do, do, yeah, and it's got the, it's all, the, all, the, uh, all the guitar riffs and everything is exactly the same. Santana. Santana, down now. Yeah, and it's, but that, but it's all the same. Like, look at dance music in general. Look at Daft Punk. You know, yep. look at, I mean, rap. Look at Dr. Dre. You know, he was rigging old uh, 70s stuff. 70s disco, soul, yeah. into a sampler stuff. and splitting it into four or eight bars, speeding it up the tempo, adding some processing, yeah. adding an 808 in, and there's your, there's your beat there's to your rap br- on There's your brand new, brand new stuff as well. All the, all the biggest producers and stuff with the Prodigy, everything, like all them big dance hits, they were all like sampled to death, but yeah. that's, what, that's what was good about dance music, man, is use sample stuff, but then just recreate it into your own stuff, not just make it exactly the same. No, of course, and it's, it's actually a, an It's art more exciting as well. It, if you want to totally be an artist, is. you'll find that, if you want, especially to people who are learning how to produce, if you feel like you, you're not enjoying it as much because you feel like it's becoming a chore, it's because you're not making music anymore, mm-hmm. it's because you're trying to compute a process, program something to sound mm-hmm. exactly like something else. If you try and make something that's feel like you you plucking ideas out your brain, yeah, and then feel like oh, I'm, you start hearing it come to life on your computer and you're working on it, that's when you really start to enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? And you'll find that you'll make the best music you've ever made when you when you make your stuff that's coming fresh out your brain. Yes, mm-hmm. no, that's it. And it's like us as artists or anyone who's who's watching, it's a totally different feeling in your in your stomach when you pluck it from like yeah. the idea center. Yes. As opposed to, what does that sound like? Does that sound, does that sound like that? Same? Does that sound like that? Does that sound like that? It's like, it's almost like it's being cocked from a number of different variables, from a number of different things you're feeding into your brain and something fresh is being yeah. born. And the feeling of then getting that fresh idea over oh, is what being a producer is all about. It's but like, you'll be proud of that piece of music then as exactly. well. You want to show people that piece of music and, and it's not something that's going to be forgotten about after a month. No you way. know what I mean? It's like, and a lot of times when you're trying to, if you're just trying to recreate something that sounds like something that's already out, mm-hmm. like you'll find it's never going to do as well as that track. It's never going to be as big as the track you've copied off and it's and it's not going to last as long. The lifespan of it, and you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to enjoy listening to it in 
in six months. Because you just think, oh, that's that kind of track that's I ripped that. off there. Or someone will say to you, that sounds exactly like this. And I was like, imagine spending so much time. Could you spend the same amount of time doing it? Yeah, you do. So you spend, spend a lot more time because you're trying to recreate something that's already been done. Yeah. Just try to create something that's fresh. Of course. I, 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 I find I'm, making the, I'm having the most fun right now mm-hmm. making the music. Over the past couple of years anyway, since I've just stopped, just stopped like, trying to do anything that anyone else is doing, just started doing what I want to do and, yeah. and make music how I want it to sound. And I'm 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 excited about the mu- music that I'm making. I, I like I can't wait to when I'm going to a gig and I think the the crowd's all buzzing and they're all mm-hmm. dancing and then I'm, I know that the next tune I'm going to play is going to be something that they've never heard yeah. and it's going to sound fresh. And then when you see the the reaction you get, it's, it's priceless, man. That's class, that's the know. best reaction you're going to get. It is a feeling, you know. That you should strive to have that that feeling for sure. I guess it's just a lack of knowledge as well, though, of people who are trying to break into the industry because yeah. they're looking at their peers or they're looking at their heroes musically and saying, "Well, that, that track that, changed my life. I want to make something like yeah. that." And you know, which is cool as well, you know, in a sense of a, of a respectful manner, if you like. It's like, oh, I'd love to make a sound like Liam Wilson because his track, you know, really changed me or whatever. But You've tried I, to make remember me a few times. You know, I, I heard that first time on uh, Will Atkinson's show on Radio yeah. One, and I do. I remember messaging you as well, just yeah. saying what a track, mate. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, it's it's hard nowadays to get trance that's really that you know that resonates. It's it's really nice, and and it's a modern blend. You know, both you guys, second phase. There's guys out there doing stuff that is that little bit different. That's not just the oh, the generic hands like in the air with your eyes closed. And Will Rees, like, uh, like yeah, like, like Paul Denton, Will Rees, Sam Jones. They're they're all like trying to push the boundaries. These are all new, new, new like little newish, not new producers to us guys, but like yeah. to amongst the scene. And there's a lot. There's there's loads of producers out there trying to trying to push new sounds like Sean Tyers. Even he's I know he's been around for a while, but Sean's always he's like a always promoting how we want to push future sounds you know what i mean and it's like i, I think there's there's so many fresh producers out there sometimes like losing the uh, sort of will with the with the scene you know sometimes because you try and make something completely different and it doesn't and, and some doesn't labels or yeah. some people that they, they don't want to know they just want the 140 but, gear but you see you see with all these other producers like i just mentioned they're, they're all making top quality music it's going top top positions in the charts and it's like there is the the people out there pushing it and i think that just keep, the more producers that come out that want to try and do stuff mm-hmm. like that the scene's just going to keep thriving and getting bigger and so bigger if there was one thing you wanted to change about the scene at the moment what do you think that would be uh my dj fees <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go good answer <laughs> but on, on the tip of what you're talking about though what do you think uh, I don't know. I think I just like to see a bit more positivity and a bit more creativity. Mm. Like keep because it's there, and it, and I, everybody's like uh, wanting something fresh. I feel like people are wanting to hear new sounds, innovative lineups. Yeah, and I just think like that. Uh, that the I think the scene just if it just that creativity comes through a bit more, mm-hmm. it's gonna evolve. Like the, this, the techno scene right now is really pumping because they're having, they're having all that melodic techno. There's, there's that, no boundaries there. No, that's what I mean. You've got all these different producers. Some of them playing the banging techno. Then you've got the ones doing the melodic techno. And it's all like thriving as one big yeah. scene. I feel like with the trans scene, if we just people keep bringing that creativity in, it's gonna blossom in the same sort of uh, capacity. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And the thing I, I, I su- totally support that as well uh, with the current trans scene. I feel sometimes it's just that narrow-minded. They want they don't want anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is at, at its own downfall. Which is why I've seen it being alienated to yeah. uh, compared to other genres. You know. But that's when the trans scene first come around as well. The whole thing that kept it thriving was that people wanted it to be different. You know what I mean? You listen back to like 
from like 98 up to like 2004, 2005. And a lot of the tracks that come out on labels, each track sounded completely different mm -hmm. from the last. It's like, that's what I'm aiming for with my sort of label. I want I want each track to be different from the last. Like where you hear a track and you're not like, it doesn't sound like, oh, that sounds pretty much identical to the last track, different key. Mm -hmm. I want every track to have its own identity. Yeah. And it's all like, so when people hear it, they're like, oh, I know yeah, that is. Yeah, of course, you know, raw stuff. And thing is, right, you're, you're kind of, Casting back to the way it was <coughs> when it was all dance music. You had Sasha, yeah. Expander. So techno guys play that. Well, dance music DJs played that. And the thing with Paul Van Dyke versus Sven Vath, they're the same sort of age. Yeah. They came around the same time. They played in the same lineups. Yeah. But Paul Van Dyke was a wee bit more energetic. Yeah, it's just up to and, more up tempo. And a wee bit, and a wee bit up tempo and a wee bit more melodic. It wasn't called or pushed away into the corner or whatever. No, it was embraced, everybody like. It was like, you know, and as you, you were saying before as well, you know, you used to go to a night and you had a progressive DJ on first, yeah. then a techno DJ, then a trans guy, and then and somebody then else at harder, the end, yeah. someone harder. And it was like, you had a whole different spectrum of genres one night. And I it, love that. Everybody enjoyed it. It wasn't like, you wouldn't have all the progressive DJ uh, fans go in at about 10 o'clock and they leave by 11 whilst all techno fans come in. and Because no, you're getting an education in different flavours. All dressed differently. Yeah, all dressed differently. <laughs> all of them in black and then all, yeah, yeah, yeah. all trans people come in cyber gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, loads of armbands. Yeah. Like, you've got to be out of, you've got to be out of two. <laughs> we, need, we need the table back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing though. I think, glow sticks. I think unfortunately every genre is succumbing to that though because even like the whole warm-up stuff it is like even a lot of big techno events are just kicking off straight away with techno whereas before it would maybe be housey tech yeah. housey or whatever you know there is still a bit of that going on in every scene and even especially in the trance scene where it's like uh, you know you know or oh, just going bash it out at yeah. 138 and it's like but i'm the first act on that's all right don't worry that yeah. they want that which is fair enough if that's what they want and they know what you're getting but at the same time it doesn't allow for any grooviness. I can never imagine in a million years playing first at an event and smashing it. Out so why do you do it then? I've never. <laughs> <laughs> I've never once, right? Uh, I've never, that serious, but I've mate. never done it, right? <laughs> uh, and, I, and I just, because it doesn't fit. I used to do promoting as well and, yeah. and I know what it's like to program a lineup and it's like, you know, it spoils the run of the night. You ruin, ruin, ruin it for people, man. But the thing is, as well, a lot. That's another bit of advice that I'd give to warm up DJs. Like I warmed up for good grief and that for for like three, four years before I even started getting any decent mm -hmm. times. But the, but the thing is, it wasn't about not getting any decent times. It's about earning you earning your stripes and showing that you know what to do. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like if you turn up to a club and start bashing it out, you're spoiling the whole the floor of the night. You're spoiling the the flow of the night by for, by the way it sounds. Where people come in, some people want to just go and get a drink and that. Do you know, want to come in, find the find where they're comfortable in the club and then, the mixer's already you know, in amber. Yeah. Like, and then come on, they don't want to come in and it's like full throttle. It it just doesn't look right. And yeah. I think it, you've got to learn how to do your job pr properly. Like, and being a good warm up DJ, it's like you can it's it's a, it's a skilled job. Do you know what I mean? Totally. You're you're the, it's your main job to sort out the set the tone. The yeah, mm. set the tone. And the last thing you want to do is if you're supporting Paul Van Dyke, start playing some Paul Van Dyke tracks for an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But that, people that, do it. That'll warm up for him yeah. nicely. You know? I know. Yeah, this I'm, will start. He knows this nicely. one. He yeah. knows this one. <laughs> when, it, when it comes on, you know this. Don't you? <laughs> That's the thing, though. People do that. You know, well, and, like, and it is. It's probably a lack. But of, the thing is, that can get you stopped. Like people say, "Oh, you only played there once, and they never booked me again." And yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, because you were playing hardstyle at eight o'clock in the in the at the night. Do you know what I mean? That's it's, it. It's like there's DJs who, like Pete Bromage is a, is a great warm up DJ. The guy from Wrong, and he he knows he, every time I've seen him warm up, he's 
perfect job and he's known throughout the scene to, mm-hmm. to being a good warm DJ and it's like that's what he's good at doing and he enjoys doing it and it's like he's put it t- to get a good name as, as doing it being a warm DJ it's, it's not just, as easy it, it's respectable though as well yeah, like, you know, because guys like us who know about it um, who respect a good solid setting yeah. the tone sort of set someone who know, knows the music as well someone when the people come into the club they'll be like oh this is a good this is good getting the night going do you know what I mean not mm-hmm. someone who's just going to be playing boring music as well do you know what I mean but it's, it's really refreshing to hear you say this though as well you know because you do you find even other artists as well I mean I, I've personally met some through the journey we've been on um, you know going to shows backstage things like that and guys that are warming up that are slamming out at 136 and you're kind of saying Mate, you were starting up, and then he was, yeah. you know, like, I, you know, I'll certainly not name names, but they were kind of like, well, I don't really know what else to play, yeah. so I just, I just smashed it out, and you're like, I know, but come on, man, that's this not, is that's not DJing either. I know yeah. that's not that is just being it's being selfish in a way. It's like, well, this is my moment to shine, so I'm mm. going to try and take everyone else's. You but know, the thing I mean? is now as well, though, a lot of people because they've never had to DJ, they get gigs back because they get what they'll have a track at and it goes in the charts so they get offered a gig at a club mm-hmm. and they think the promoter wants to book them to play that that style of music but the p- promoter's giving them a chance mm-hmm. saying listen you've got tunes out i'm giving you the chance on like uh, on the to be on the on the like sort of on the billing but just because you're on the billing doesn't mean they want you to play a headline every, slot. yeah it's like the, 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 uh, you know, you've you been on that billing or get you billing at other gigs but if people say oh well he was pointless because he came and he just fucking bashed it out yeah. it's pointless no no absolutely man you know it's good it's good um, quite enlightening stuff we're talking about here yes. you know because it's like I think it's down to like guys like ourselves to like educate the up and comers and you know they'll tune into this podcast fancy yourself fans of the Definitely. studio and they'll be like you know that's a great point there or whatever I'll take a wee bit more time for my, ne- for my next set or yeah. look at who's playing after me speak to the promoter go yeah, like that sometimes, right? sometimes drop a message to the DJ who's, who's on after you say what, what, what you're thinking of starting off at BPM wise like uh, you're going to be starting off like pump pumping or you're going to be starting off pretty chilled yeah. because I'll finish at a decent BPM for you and that's a great segue to actually network with that DJ yeah, and then, then they'll because say they're a well. big DJ and they're a big pool they might say do you know what I want Liam to come and tour with me because well, he was great happens. at warming up or whatever that, that, you know whoever it may be that happens in a lot a lot of the places especially, you know. in, especially over in the US like if big artists are on they'll request who they mm-hmm. want to warm up mm-hmm. and it's like they'll, they'll request certain locals if they know they've done a good job before exactly yeah. and it's reputation so it just it comes you. down to you know reputation you know and, and, and guarding that you it comes know. in reputation this whole bu- industry is built on reputation like of course if, it is if, if, you, if, you, if you're a nice guy and you and you're respectable and you're good at your job and you do things the right way mm-hmm. then it, I think that goes a long way in this industry and, mm-hmm. and just couple that with being consistent yeah. and not getting yourself beat up you'll do well you know that's yeah. it and I think a big point just to, to kind of close up this, this uh, segment is what you were talking about earlier is that you know it's unfortunately or fortunately um, it's millimetres of progress that you're getting every day it's small steps but really that's probably because most people aren't ready for that massive success quite yet you don't want it like you wake up the next day and it's all this massive pressure you know it's got to be incremental to the point that you're now like oh I'm totally ready for the wave that comes my way well it makes you appreciate it a bit more as well because when you look back over you might think oh things aren't really happening you look back over 12 months 
and you think, Jesus Christ, look, like, what's, look moved, what's happened. Actually. It's like I look back to when I was 15 and I had first got my pair of decks thinking, I used to stand in my bedroom with my arms up thinking, oh, imagine if I was DJing at Creamfields and then yeah. I, I DJed there last year and I'm yeah. doing it again this year. It's, it's amazing, like, man. But it's like, you, you, if you were to say at that time, you think that's never going to happen, but and you think how long it's taken to get there, but <laughs> it's been worth it. Yeah, totally. And you've got to enjoy the journey, don't you? Yeah, the journey's all part of the part yes. of the experience, isn't it? Totally. So let's, uh, let's wrap this up. This yeah. has been class. Um, well, no, I was, I was, I was going to, I was, I was just wanting to wrap up that wee bit because I think we should move on to a lot of the musical news and stuff that you've yeah. got yeah. coming. Wrap um, up, yeah, and then we'll do that. You've obviously got the label, uh, yeah. which is kickstarting. So, when exactly is all that going to place? And what releases have you got in gigs? Wise stuff, what you got coming up? Well, the, the, with the label, like uh, I did drop a little mention of it the last time I come up, but. Uh, uh, the first release is actually going to be released on the 27th of April this month. No way, man. Yeah, uh, it's going to be called Dance Congrats. With Us, which has already had support from Askew uh, at State of Trance, and it's uh, it's been it's been getting major, major reactions. It's my most requested tune from all my sets recently. Okay. That's going to be out on the 27th of this month. Uh, then after that, I've got a track from uh, the, the my business partner in the label, Corin Bailey, that's coming out. It's called Inferno. That'll be there two weeks after. That is a, like a wicked old sort of like classic sounding tech trance. So it's got like that push sort of vibe, mm-hmm. but like with a really up to date, tough sort of bass line. Uh, and then after that, I don't want to start naming too many releases no, after no, that. Uh, start, uh, but we've got support from all major like artists are already on board with this label. We've got That's some good. big artists that you, I think you, Steve's going to do a remix for us yeah. at some point. Yeah, good we've stuff. We've got uh, some big, big hitters who have said they want to be part of it. So the label's looking brilliant. It's going to be. I'm excited about it anyway because it gives me my opportunity to start uh, contributing how I think I wanted the industry to go. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. It's like you're taking a bit of power back there. Yeah, um, you it's know, important. And you, you know, you're running your own thing, running your own vibe, getting the artists you want to work with. Yeah. You create the music policy. You know, it's yeah. great. So that's called Mass, isn't it? Yeah, it's called the label's called Mass, and basically there's no set. Uh, there's no set sort of style. Uh, style for the label. It's just going to be about high quality, mm-hmm. good music. As long as it's well produced and all the tracks sound unique, mm-hmm. then it's gonna. That's what the label's about. I don't want. I don't want just the tracks that sound like everything else that's in the charts because that is pointless. That's mm-hmm. not what the intri- That's not what intrigues me. Mm-hmm. I want to hear a tune when I get sent it and think that sounds like nothing I've heard before, yeah. or it, it might sound like something I've heard before, but a fresh take on it. Yeah. I, mean, I think I just. I think that's just the direction I want to go with it, good. and I think. From all the times I've been playing the new tunes at gigs, like great reactions, like, seems, yeah, it's unreal. Well, your stuff, your stuff is really, it's, it's high class. It's, I mean, we we always we always enjoy enjoy a new Liam Wilson release, and I think the style and the direction that you're going in is the right one. Mm-hmm. So, what's the release schedule going to be like? Is that every two yeah, weeks or every month? We're going to be doing it every two weeks, starting off, then moving to every week. Really, we're depending on. Uh, the musical output depends but, on the quality but depends the what you get if, if, there's, if I feel like there's a gap coming in the musical uh, in the release schedule I'll just knock something up <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's a, that's, a, that's the good thing though because yeah. you're making music I've got that much music stored up in my back catalogue anyway of unreleased tracks things that I want to finish things that could be possible collabs anything mm-hmm. so Great. It, it, I'm, I'm, I'm fully uh, fully um, like ready to go with all this and it's like it's my passion you know what I mean I don't want to do anything else Brilliant. so I'm ready to hit the ground running with it it's the right moment I think for you yeah. as well to be doing it so right. release wise um, you've had some stuff signed recently do you want to tell us well, about some of the stuff there well, I've, at the minute I've got that's out in the charts I've got my remix of uh, the big it's like a big uh, tech trance classic the cocaine remix that I've done for Grotesque that's still in the charts now I've got an original track of my own called um, the, the Bigger Picture that's on Critical Uprising that's still in the charts 
Then I think at the end of this month, obviously I'll have my own release out, Dance With Us. I've got a collab with Dan Dobson coming on Future Sound of Egypt the first week of May. Um, Busy yeah. man. I've got another collab on Future Sound of Egypt with the Technicians guys, which is another big tech transit. Got a re an original release coming out on the Future Sound of Egypt main label. And then some other uh, releases I can't quite mention yet, but good stuff. Brilliant, man. Full, full summer full of releases. Try and keep everybody up to date with some new Liam Wilson stuff That's all the great, time. Man. You know. And finally, gigs. What have you got coming? Uh, gigs. I've got end of this month. I'm going to Australia. Nice. Uh, got Melbourne and Sydney on the fourth and fifth of May. I think it is. Uh, then after that, I've got some gigs in uh, like uh, some hopeful summer beefy dates to announce. Then I've got Creamfields, uh, America. Uh, some wrongs for Future Sound of Egypt tour. There's uh, quite a busy summer full of uh, gigs and stuff as Brilliant, well. Brilliant, man. That's top class. You mate. deserve it, mate, for well, sure. Thank you very no, much. That's good. One of the guys in the scene that's actually grafted and put the time in, put the effort in, learned it, took no shortcuts. Nosy so stuff. So I got to learn from. So, you know, find out more about Liam Wilson. Check his Facebook page. We'll put all the links you know, to your stuff we'll in stick the, the links in. Put all the links down here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just point. <laughs> they just appear. <laughs> but um, I also yeah. just want to say, like, uh, watching the two of you guys, because I said that, like, obviously you're, you're, you're certainly a, a studio tactician um, and it, the same as yourself, and it's been an absolute joy, like, watching the two of you bounce off each other. Actually, so much so, I've really just tried to keep myself out of the studio yeah. to allow the flow and just allow you to go. You have got two tracks on the brew that are sounding absolutely sweet. Oh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a I'd great like to see some more collabs in the future as yeah, well. Definitely, we'll Absolutely. definitely be doing. Do, me and Stephen will definitely be doing more words together. Yeah, like. I'll come down to yours. Yeah, uh, your bit at some point. Your bit. Your bit. Come out of my bit. It's Liam coming out tonight. <laughs> exactly. That's a Scottish thing, isn't it? It is. I my bit. What you guys say? I'll my head bit. Down to your bit. Well, that? you said you'd landed, so we went yeah. to the airport we to pick him up, right? right? Landed. <laughs> they went to the airport instead of train. What is landed? Landed. Insinuates. That would insinuate that you're touching, touching down. Touching down. But I don't know. Maybe what does a train do then? I've just docked. Is that shit? That's a shit. Get you done at the the terminal. And what was it? Craig Conley done. He said he says I'll be there at tea time. So I'm like, right, okay, six p.m. And he was actually meeting lunchtime. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I, everybody, don't, everybody has their own different. Uh, they do take on it. I think us in the UK, I think we're all just pretty fucked. See, right. we're, we're all fucked. Eugenio <laughs> was saying that there, but for the UK and so how many different regions there is, the accent yeah. differences for such oh, a small place. You can go from a different town, the next town onwards, and they'll speak differently. Well, it's the same here. You go to Helensburgh and then the bar. Sounds like Liam. <laughs> but I, Liam, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. pleasure. Man. This no, has been, been the Escapade show. Uh, very special guest, Mr. Liam Wilson. No, great be to sure, be on. Be sure to check out his uh, all his social media, follow him online, and maybe you'll see him at a gig somewhere, wherever you're listening as well. Hopefully, you see both these boys yeah. in a gig somewhere yeah, soon man. as well. Same yeah, lineup, that'd be great. Keep your eyes and ears out for the track of ours. Yeah. We'll um, put the finishing touches to that. Um, and put more some info, news come out. on that soon. And yeah. 27th of April, Mass class. launches its yeah. first brand new track. Yeah. Dance with us. Top class. So, yes, that has been Escapade Show. 14. Uh, 14. Woo! With, racing uh, through the getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I've been a uh, woo. That's Gal, yes. Liam Wilson. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's, let's wrap up uh, trips. Thank you. See you all soon. Thank yeah. you. Bye.